Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Danka, Timothy Goen, Chua Tian Tian. Time now for Culture Club. You look at Singapore, you know, its early days as an outpost of an empire to the birth of us as an independent country and our own arrival at the world stage, the Padang and the structures that surround it tell the story of Singapore. Of course, the field has a rich history. It was used as a military parade ground by the British after they established a trading post back in Singapore in 1819. And then you've got Victoria Theatre Concert Hall, which was once the location for the trial of Japanese war criminals. And now the Padang Ensemble has been identified as a potential candidate for Singapore's next UNESCO World Heritage Site. Now, if this is successful, it'll be Singapore's second UNESCO World Heritage Site after the Singapore Botanic Gardens inscription in 2015. This is significant, but why so? What does it mean for the future of the Padang and the civic architect that we've known for a long time? On the line with me this afternoon is Jean Wee, Director of Preservation of Sites and Monuments Division, National Heritage Board. Jean, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Hi, thanks for having me. What a beautiful site, right, when you go to the Padang and all the colonial-style buildings around it. And now it's been added to Singapore's sensitive list for UNESCO World Heritage Site. Tell us about the significance of this compared to other sites here in Singapore. Well, to be considered for inscription as a World Heritage Site, a site must have outstanding universal value and demonstrate how they have met one or more of UNESCO's 10 criteria. So the Padang Civic Ensemble presents the best option as it has witnessed milestone events in Singapore's history, as well as our emergence as an independent nation. In addition to the site's strong national and historical significance, our research has found that it has a good chance of demonstrating global significance and meeting the criteria for a World Heritage Site. The Padang and its surrounding buildings are already national monuments. So what kind of added benefit comes to being part of this uh, UNESCO World Heritage Site? Well, as national monuments, they are already so significant to us as Singaporeans. With this inscription, the Padang Civic Ensemble stands a chance to be elevated with an international accolade. And a successful nomination will also highlight Singapore's efforts to maintain its heritage in a high-density urban environment. So, you know, aside from the global recognition, it's well known that World Heritage Sites also see an increase in footfall, which would bring about a ripple effect to the commercial interest in the surrounding areas. A World Heritage Site designation will also help increase Singapore's international visibility as a choice cultural destination for international travellers and further develop our tourism sector. Mm. So I wonder now, you know, when this goes through and, and if everything is successful, let's talk about the impact of how this space will be used in the future. I can imagine, you know, if I'm watching the uh, Formula One night race in future, this is going to be part of the commentary. That's right. And there are no plans to change the current use of the space. So it will continue to be enjoyed as a social and community space enjoyed by Singaporeans. And this is an actual continuation of its historical use. 
Right. Especially, you know, it's going to add a lot more value. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, the wedding photography that happens in that area for <laughs> sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Jean, let's talk about how this is a tough act, you know, the, the, the job that you have. You're talking about trying to find that right balance between A, preserving historical value, but at the same time, you want to ensure that it's still accessible. You still want that story to be told. Uh, tell us a bit about that process. You're right. I mean, access and, if I may add, relevance is also very important to, you know, the physical aspect of preserving a, a historical um, building. So national monuments will continue continue to be protected under the Preservation of Monuments Act. This protects them, and as it is now, from alteration, from change, including damage, defacement, that can affect its character and significance. But beyond this, I think it's also necessary to have public access and to ensure that the monument continues either historical or new relevance. And, you know, many of the monuments have seen adaptive reuse. So I think we, we find that nice balance between ensuring it's preserved, but mm. also ensuring that it continues to be relevant to public who, you know, one just access and just enjoy the building for what it is. Yeah, I had a chance to sort of work in that area about 12, 13 years ago during a National Day Parade. And this was the old setup, right? Well, it was pre-facelift, uh, pre-National uh, Gallery days. That kind of intricate work that was put into giving this entire area a facelift. So it's likely to fulfill one of uh, 10 criteria for World Heritage Sites. Could you explain to us what goes into this, would you call it a, a judging criteria or judging yes. categories? So the UNESCO World Heritage Centre is assisted by expert bodies. And uh, they will be the ones who will assess our nomination. So as I said earlier, we've got to fully illustrate that we can meet one of UNESCO's 10 criteria for outstanding universal value. And that's why we've put up the Padang Civic Ensemble as the most likely to be able to meet one of the criterion. Mm. And actually all you need is, you know, one good full illustration of one criterion to be, you know, be, be able to consider it successfully. Right. And we're, we're putting it up that it's a type of building, architectural or technological ensemble, which mm. illustrates a significant stage in human history. So uh, this is ah. what we're going to say. Okay, okay. So again, playing to that story and, and that stage and also, you know, where Singapore is today, that's why a significant stage in, in human history. What is the selection like? I mean, yeah, you, you make a great case uh, for the Padang and the surrounding buildings, but I'm sure there were other suggestions before this was put up. It's rigorous yeah. and um, we've, we've actually volunteered ourselves for the inaugural preliminary assessment process which will take at least five to six years from the submission of the tentative list. Okay. And the tentative list was already published on UNESCO's website on mm-hmm. the 10th of March. So following from that, the focus now is to firmly establish that the site can satisfy UNESCO's criteria for outstanding universal value. Mm-hmm. And we should have a clearer assessment of the next steps after the preliminary assessment and further research is conducted. So what is the timeline we're looking at before this will be yeah. inducted that list? Okay, it's a long road ahead. Wow. Five to six years. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's, that's how rigorous uh, the process is. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to pretend to be like school teacher, right? So now you've submitted this uh, and... Obviously, you look at different parts of this, this entire ensemble and, and where would score better or where might not score as well uh, or might mm-hmm. fall short. Am I on the right track here? Are there parts of this Padang area that would score better than others? Mm, 
Well, I think the, the thematics that we're looking at, um, we're looking at it as the British colonial civic square in the tropics. Okay. Where the colonial and post-independence institutions exist within a single area. So, you know, you have the Padang and it's got all these gazetted national monuments on its fringes. Mm. So we're actually going to look at that storyline, draw on its connection to the globally significant phenomenon of British interior expansion in order to meet the criteria for inscription. So we're going to have to illustrate that. Right. By illustrating, it's, is this like a series of presentations? Right. Or? So, uh, actually, it's a, it, it's a document. It's a wow. pretty detailed document. So, you've got to put in how good example, it's maybe the best preserved example, how it is authentic, how it has the integrity that it, yeah. it is required of it. And this will be a desk assessment, first and yeah. foremost. Yeah. yeah, and just like putting a project together, I mean the the, that, the history right. card yeah. is going to be quite strong because, like, uh, even you talk about surrender during the the time of war and, and so many mm-hmm. pictorial documents there as well, definitely going to play into our strengths uh, with regard to this. Right, right. So we're still in this exploratory exploratory mm. stage. Um, uh, there's a long road ahead of us, as I mentioned. <laughs> Uh, we've got to make sure that this is well positioned yeah. and that you know it has sufficient global value to meet the criteria. Yeah, well, much much respect to the efforts that you guys are putting into this. I've been speaking with Jean Wee, Director, Preservation of Sites and Monuments Division, National Heritage Board. Jean, appreciate your time. Take care and have a great Wednesday Thank evening you. ahead. You too. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.